0: Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com.
1: From New York City, the makers of Clipper Craft Clothes for Men, and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast, present that immortal character created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. (laughs) This week's story, The Adventure of the East End Strangler.
2: Holmes, what do you
3: expect to find here at this house? A killer, Watson. A fiendish and diabolical killer seeking another victim. A prince of crime. As shrewd and as vicious as Jack the Ripper. Good lord, Holmes, what's there? Quick, Watson, into that house. That scream came from a victim
1: of the East End Strangler. We're at the door of Dr. John Watson's study and we're about to hear another of his adventures with the fabulous Sherlock Holmes.
2: Well, good evening, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Harris.
1: Good evening, Dr. Watson. And what memoir are you compiling tonight, sir?
2: Tonight, Mr. Harris, I am hard at work on an adventure that for sheer terror is unparalleled in my memoirs. If you can imagine a lurking shadow in the dark, the agonized scream of a stricken woman, all London held in a grip of dark horror. (laughs) I'm afraid I'm a bit ahead of my story here, Mr. Harris. Well, you've got me on the edge of my chair now, Dr. Watson. What's this adventure called? My old friend Holmes always refers to it as the adventure of the East End Strangler. And after you give our audience a few hints on clipper craft clothes, Mr. Harris, I shall proceed with our story. Regardless of what
1: the weatherman says, the calendar tells us that now's the time for a new spring suit. A good-looking spring suit that lifts your spirits and makes you feel the way you look, like a new man. In short, a clipper craft suit, styled to make you look your best. Broad-shouldered, trim-waisted, the tapered-down look of a well-dressed man. Now don't say that you can't afford that kind of suit because you can. Yes, a genuine clippercraft suit of pure worsted costs only forty five dollars. And that beautiful clippercraft top coat in all wool gabardine or covert costs from forty to forty seven fifty. But clippercraft clothes look like much more, feel like much more, actually make you look like the best dressed man in any company. So tomorrow, visit your Clippercraft dealer and treat yourself to a spring suit you'll be proud to wear. A Clippercraft suit. And now, Dr.
2: Watson, what about the adventure of the East End Strangler? Well, Mr. Harris, it began in September of 1898. Exactly ten years after Jack the Ripper had left his blood-drenched trail through the squalid dives of Whitechapel and Spittlefields. The memory of Jack the Ripper was growing dim when a new nocturnal prowler, a shadowy terror, began to haunt the dark streets of London. A woman was throttled to death in Shadwell, another in Wapping, and soon the name of the East End Strangler was enough to strike terror in every heart. The official police were helpless against this cruel, pitiless, and devilishly shrewd marauder. And then one foggy night in Radcliffe, near the Thames, A a lady came running through the fog
4: when... Constable! Constable! Here now, lady, what's up? The strangler. He just accosted me on Rockland Highway. Steady now, ma'am. Easy does it. You're sure it was the strangler? Oh, yes, yes, constable, I'm sure. He ran after
5: me in the fog. I lost him just a moment ago.
4: Ma'am, listen. You see that lane there?
5: That dark little street.
4: Right. You just go down it till you come to Commercial Road East. You'll be able to get a cab there. Oh, Constable, no, don't leave me. Nothing to worry about now, ma'am. You just follow my instructions. I'm going back and look for this uh, East End strangler. There isn't a man on the force who hasn't been itching to get him. <laughs>
5: Who's standing there in the
0: fog? Who are you?
4: What? Good evening, my dear. You? (laughs) That's a lovely throat you have, my dear. (gasps) So graceful and white like a swan's. (gasps) Yes, my dear, the strangler. The East End Strangler. And your throat... Ah, yes, your throat is smooth, so smooth, like silk, and graceful, so graceful. Oh, no, no. It's a pity, such a pity to mar the whiteness of that throat. But What can I do? What else can I do? Oh, please. Oh, no.
0: Oh, don't. How soft to the touch,
4: how it yields to the caress of my hands.
0: Oh, no, oh, no. Don't Don't
5: cry out, my dear. Don't fight and struggle. (laughs) The others have tried to cry out, too. But it was useless. In a moment, you will feel no pain.
4: Uh, uh. Now it is all over, my dear. And it's such a pity.
2: Such a pity.
4: But then, my dear, what else could I do?
5: Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson, this affair of the East End Strangler, I'm forced to admit, has got out of hand. So we have observed in the newspapers, eh, Holmes?
3: Yes, quite, Watson, quite. Now, I must say, Inspector Lestrade, it's rather late in the game to summon my colleague and myself. The official
5: police have bungled this affair badly. I should say, Lady Wyndham last night was his third victim. I've no doubt he's plotting the fourth. Dr. Watson, the man's uncanny, a genius, I might say. He moves about like a shadow, strikes and vanishes. Yes. You've doubled the constables, Lestrade? Yes, Mr. Holmes. But the beggar seems to be on to the police every step of the way. He's eluded every trap we've set for him so far. Then we must bait the hook with a more subtle
3: lure, my dear Lestrade. Now, suppose we examine the facts. Yes? First, the strangler chooses only women as victims. We know that these women are of high breeding and good circumstance. Yes, but what are they doing in the slums of the East End, Holmes? That's an excellent question, my dear Watson, and a curious circumstance which will bear investigation. But now, let us examine the exact geographical area of the Strangler's operations. You have a map of London, Lestrade? Yes, yes, Mr. Holmes. Right here on my desk. Capital. Now then, gentlemen, observe. The first victim was found in Shadwell, here. The second in Wapping, here. And the third and latest, Lady Wyndham, here, in Ratcliffe. Now, let us draw a circle around these points. By Jove, Holmes! They're all in the borough of Stepney. Precisely, Lestrade. The strangler, for some pertinent reason, has limited his activities to Stepney in the East End. A whim, perhaps, but I'm more inclined to believe it's either design or circumstance. Now then, let us proceed with our investigation. What now, Hopes? Now, Watson, we shall examine Lady Wyndham's body in the mortuary. <laughs> Extraordinary, Watson, this East End Strangler is not only wanton and cruel, but infernally clever. He struck and left no clue on the body. Uh, Yes. Inspector Lestrade, a question. Yes, Mr. Holmes. I note Lady Wyndham's purse is torn open and empty. Was this true in the case of the previous victims? Yes. Yes, ostensibly the motive is simple robbery, but I have an idea there's much more to this than meets the eye. Watson. Yes, Holmes? I'm afraid we're in for some rather routine investigation for a day or two. We must investigate the personal lives of the Strangler's three well-to-do victims and ascertain why they went to Stepney in the dead of night. Uh, Any
5: suggestion for myself, Mr. Holmes?
3: I have indeed, Lestrade. I suggest that you place a curfew upon all of Stepney Borough. Order all residents to be indoors by nine (laughs) o'clock.
4: Lady Margaret,
5: Lady Margaret, ma'am. Oh, oh, it's you, Mary. What? You're all dressed,
4: milady. Surely you're not going out at this time of night alone? Yes, yes, I must. It's urgent. But it's dangerous, mum. What with the strangler walking the streets and all. I've got to take the chance, Mary. It's a foggy night outside and I don't think anyone will see me. Oh, lovers, ma'am. But it's all too much for a poor girl like me. Why should you be going out on a night like this and all alone? Mary... You remember my confiding in you about George? You mean... Yes, the man I almost married 20 years ago. I just got a letter from him this morning. Lady Margaret. Then he's alive. He's come back to London. Yes. Yes, but he's in desperate straits, Mary. Oh, you understand. Hiding in the slums of Stepney. The police are pursuing him for something he didn't do and he needs money. Money to get away. I must bring it to him tonight. Alone. And Mary... Yes, Lady Margaret? You're not to breathe a single word of this to anyone. Everything I've told you now and before is in the strictest confidence. You understand? Yes, Mum. Very well. I'll go back to the servants' quarters and go to bed. I won't
5: be back until early this morning.
4: George? George, open the door, it's Margaret. George! How this house seems dark, deserted. I... Who? Who? I'm afraid you won't find anyone home, my dear.
0: Who? Who are you?
4: Don't you know, Lady Margaret?
0: No. No. No! Yes, my dear! Don't!
4: Don't! Such a lovely throat, such a pretty white throat, such a soft, warm throat. What can I do? What can I do? Now then, my lady. First the letter from George, and then the money, and we'll be off.
0: All, stand where you are.
4: The police. All.
1: Well, Doctor Watson, this is this
2: is one adventure I'm going to remember for a long time. Yes, Mister Harris. What you've heard is only the beginning. In a few moments after you give our audience some facts to remember on clipper craft clothes, I shall relate to you what happened. You don't have to pay
1: a lot of money to get real styling in a suit, the kind that makes a man look his best. A clipper craft worsted suit at $45 or a clipper craft top coat from 40 to forty-seven fifty, have styling you usually associate with clothes costing much more. You see, Clippercraft can afford the country's foremost designers because of the tremendous volume of Clippercraft clothes Americans buy. Over 1,200 independent merchants from coast to coast have joined in a gigantic buying pool to make possible the amazing values Clippercraft offers today in styling, in fabrics, in fine tailoring. And speaking of fine tailoring, of workmanship, Clippercraft clothes take their name from the famous Yankee Clipper ships, also New England built, ...to superb standards of craftsmanship. Yes, when your Clipper Craft merchant... ...invites you to compare Clipper Craft... ...with clothes costing many dollars more... ...he really means it. That's why men who know... ...insist on Clipper Craft clothes... ...bearing the Clipper Craft label. So be sure to visit the Clipper Craft store... ...in your city.
4: These leading stores in the metropolitan area... ...are proud to add their names to Clipper Craft... ...in your suits and topcoats. In Manhattan... Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street. In Brooklyn, Abraham and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue.
1: And now, Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, you were telling us of
2: the adventure of the East End Strangler. Yes, Mr. Harris, I was. Holmes and I were at Baker Street late that night, going over the results of our routine investigation, when we received an urgent message from Inspector Lestrade. The East End Strangler had been abroad on the dark streets of Stepney again. He'd struck again, and he'd vanished like a ghost in the fog, leaving his dead and mangled victim behind him. This time, Lady Margaret Blencroft. Naturally, Holmes and I lost no time in getting to the scene. Then Holmes asked... Who discovered the body, Inspector Lestrade? Why, one of
5: my men heard a scream, Mr. Holmes. Constable Wilson. He ran up, but the strangler took to his heels and made off in the fog. Constable Higgins joined Wilson a moment later, and the two of them searched the area. And found nothing in Lestrade? Oh, nothing, Dr. Not Watson. The strangler vanished like a phantom. I still don't see how he got through my police guard, what with curfew and all.
3: Uh, a remarkably clever fellow, the strangler, Lestrade. I do not admire his calling, but I i must confess a certain grudging respect for his ingenuity. Jove, yes, the fellow is almost fiendishly clever. Uh, what next, Holmes? A careful examination of the body, Watson. The same wanton attack, as you see. And one moment. What is it, Mr. Holmes? I note that the contents of Lady Margaret's purse are untouched. It contains 200 pounds and a letter. Well, the strangler
2: must have been surprised.
3: Or he could make away with the
2: money, eh, Holmes?
3: Quite, Watson, quite, but it's this letter that interests me at the moment. Hmm. The request for funds from someone named George. An old admirer, according to the text. Holmes, you think that letter... Is bogus, Inspector. And so is George. Obviously a pretext to lure the victim into this area. Uh Aha! What is it, Holmes? Look, Watson. You too, Lestrade. Observe. There are some small blue threads touched in the fist of the victim. Blue threads? Do you
2: consider them
3: significant, Holmes? I do indeed, very. But come, Watson, it's late. Let us find a cab and return to Baker Street. There'll be time enough tomorrow to track our men down.
2: Holmes, I must confess I'm completely baffled by this
3: strangler fellow. Are you, Watson? I cannot say the same for myself. Consider the results of our investigation today. What about them? We found that each victim, on the day of her murder, had withdrawn a large sum of money from the bank. Yes, Holmes, I know. We know that the killer lured his victims to the slums of the East End, and specifically to Stepney, through the use of bogus letters purporting to be from old friends or lovers. Well, what about it, Holmes? Obviously this fellow who's taken the mantle of Jack the Ripper must have had access to intimate and personal information concerning his intended victims.
2: uh, That seems
3: reasonable, Holmes. Quite. And therefore, our next step is to pay a visit to the home of the latest victim, Lady Margaret Blencroft, and question her personal maid.
2: Well, Holmes, all the maid could tell us was that she was asleep. Didn't hear Lady Margaret go out. I'm afraid we didn't get very far here. No, on the
3: contrary, Watson, we did. Eh? Uh, what do you mean? The contents of her sewing basket. They were significant. Very. But come, let's be off to Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard? Why? I wish to talk to Inspector Lestrade, and then to inspect the police who will be on the lookout for the strangler tonight. <laughs> So these
5: are the lists of the Metropolitan Police assignments, eh, Lestrade? That is correct, Mr. Holmes. As you see, London is divided into police areas, and the names of the constables assigned to each area are listed. Yes, quite. I cannot say that I'm impressed by your techniques
3: of criminal investigation, my dear Lestrade, but I must say these police records are in excellent
2: order. Holmes, what the devil does all this mean? Why are you taking such an extraordinary interest in the affairs of the, uh, the police here? Because, Watson, it's only by way of the official police that we can
3: hope
5: to arrest the East End Strangler. Oh, now, Mr. Holmes, I'm glad to know you're going to require our close cooperation. For once.
3: <laughs> Quite.
5: Now then, Lestrade, I
3: understand you've requested a special inspection of the police constables before they venture into Stepney tonight. Yes, yes, Mr. Come, Watson, let's view this inspection. You may find it most interesting.
0: In the uh, well, here we
5: are, gentlemen. As you see, the men are waiting for inspection. Attention! on oh, fine-looking squad of men,
3: inspector. Finest on the force, Doctor Watson. Suppose we review the constables now, Lestrade. As you
2: wish, Mister Holmes. After you. <laughs> yeah, I must say, Holmes, this reminds me of the old days with the army. I recall one day the uh, the general reviewed my brigade at Bombay. Uh, One moment, Watson. You there. Uh, What is your name,
3: Constable? Uh, You mean me, sir? I do indeed. What is your name? Higgins, sir. Edward Higgins. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I read your report, Higgins, on what happened last night. Very neat. Very concise. Thank you, sir. I cannot say the same for your personal appearance, however.
4: I. What do you mean, Mr. Holmes?
3: Your tunic, man, your tunic. It's been torn in the collar and re-sewn with new thread. Perhaps you can explain the reason for this.
2: Oh, I... Oh, no, you don't. Holmes, Constable Higgins, he's running away. Higgins, what's the meaning of this? Come back. Stop that man, stop him. He's running straight to that big window. There he goes! Holmes, he's
3: he's made good his escape. He has indeed, but only for the moment. You must anticipate moments from now on. Come, Watson, there's no time to lose.
4: Shut the door, Mary, quick.
5: Edward, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be on duty. It's
4: Holmes, Mary. He's found me out. The game's up. I've got to get out. Get away to the hideaway on the continent.
5: Edward, then I'll go with you like we arranged. We'll
3: go together. Wait till I pack my bag.
4: Don't bother, Mary. What? What do you mean? The East End Strangler still has another job to do. Another neck to twist.
0: Edward, what do you mean? Whose neck?
4: Yours, my dear. (laughs) No, no! Oh, yes, Mary, you know too much about me and our little game. You know where I'm going to hide out from here. This detective Holmes will be sure to worm it from you.
0: Edward, what a love of heaven!
4: But besides, why should I share all the money I took from those fine ladies with you? I've got plans of my own, dearie. Oh, Edward,
0: no! Please,
4: don't! don't. Ah! Such a lovely throat, would you? So graceful, so smooth. A pity, Mary. But what can I do? What can I do?
3: Take your hands from her, Higgins. Holmes! Look out, Holmes. He's going to rush you. I'll
4: teach you to interfere. Suppose I teach no. you a little
2: jujitsu, Higgins. Thanks. Thanks. Over you go. Oh. Ah. Oh. Ah, Jove, Holmes, you flung him right over your shoulder. Well,
3: he's unconscious. Yes, quite, Watson. He made the mistake of being off balance on the attack. Now, while this constable lies here, Watson... Suppose you go out and find another constable to arrest him, and this woman as his accessory.
2: I see. So Mary the maid, through the gossip of other servants, learned of those women with past love affairs, and then uh, told the strangler, eh, Holmes? Precisely. But um,
5: how did you know that he was a member of the official police, Mr. Holmes? Obvious, the start.
3: Remember, Constable Higgins had an intimate knowledge of police strategy, and therefore was able to elude the patrols. Furthermore, Lady Margaret Blencroft was strangled during a curfew when only police constables were allowed on the streets. Recall, too, that Higgins, by a curious coincidence, was close to Lady Margaret when she was murdered. Ah, and
5: Higgins' patrol area had always been the Stepney district. Quite. But the blue threads in Lady Margaret's clenched head, uh, what about them, Hope? Ah, oh, yes, 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 the blue
3: friends, Watson. They were the same color as the tunics worn by the London bobbies. She tore Higgins' collar in the struggle, and he hurried to his accomplice Mary to have it repaired. I had only to inspect the police line and pick out a man with a ripped collar,
5: newly re Holmes, I must say you've conducted a rather sound investigation here. Yeah? Very professional. Thank you,
3: Lestrade. I I appreciate the compliment. And I hope you will not hesitate to call on me in the future. It's always a pleasure to rescue the official police from their own mistakes. <laughs> hey, Watson?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Dr. Watson, that was some adventure. Yes, Mr. Harris. And I'm happy to say that while the person maid Mary received a life sentence for her part... The East End Strangler was hoisted uh, by his own petard, so to speak, on a rope in Newgate Prison. I see. And now, Dr. Watson, what adventure will you relate to us next week? Next week, Mr. Harris, I shall tell you of an adventure which I have entitled Murder on a Wager. It concerns two dead bodies floating in the Mediterranean and an unbelievably odd wager that made history at Monte
0: Carlo. (laughs)
1: Makers of Clippercraft clothes and more than twelve hundred stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and the program is produced and directed by Basil Lochran. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by George Spelvin. This week's story was written by Max Ehrlich with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in Murder on a Wager. This is Cy Harris speaking for Clipper Craft Co. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.